0: or DM us on Instagram, and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.
1: Delora,
0: new week. What's going on, girl? Hey, Ashley. Still dealing with the whole voice thing, but, you know, I'm happy to be here.
1: Same, same. It's always a pleasure hopping on the mic with you, but today is a special, special day because we are talking about a series that has shattered records, that has spawned memes and Halloween costumes in 2021, and that is the Korean hit Netflix series, Squid Game. If you don't know about it, you've been living under a fucking rock. Because <laughs> this
0: show has been everywhere. And, and if you're Black, you refer to it as Squid Games. Exactly. I definitely referred to it as Squid Games.
1: <laughs> I, I had to stop myself from saying it this time. Thankfully, I didn't write that in my notes. Y'all know we put an S on everything. Targets. I got to go to Walmarts. Nobody says Walmarts, but we put an S on the majority of things. Anyway, the series premiered on Netflix on September 17th. Nine episodes, about 50 minutes to an hour each. This, as I said, is Netflix's biggest ever series at launch. The series was number one on Netflix's top 10 list in 94 countries around the world. It's the platform's first ever Korean series to reach number one in the U.S. Delora, about 132 million people watched at least two minutes of Squid Game in the show's first 23 days, smashing the Netflix record set by... Bridgerton! Bridgerton. <laughs> Netflix estimates that Squid Game will create almost $900 million in value for the company. Did wow. y'all hear that? $900 million. Okay. Season two is Yo. already a go, at least as far as the creator is concerned. Huang Dong Hook, hopefully, I pronounced your name right, sir. According to CNN, a Netflix spokesperson told them that the company was still in discussions about a second season and not confirmed. But Delora, it's a no-brainer. If the creator says he's going to create a season two, where else y'all going to put it? Okay, <laughs> wouldn't make any sense for him to shop it anywhere else. Little did I know, this man also wrote, produced, and directed this series. He was busy. All of it. All
0: of it. He said oh, it, it took was, him ten
1: years. He said it was so stressful. He lost six teeth. Okay, so just so y'all know, he labored. Dedication to the art. He labored over this series for y'all enjoyment. Okay, quick summary. Hundreds of cash trap players accept, accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games. Inside, a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. Let's get into this cast. And again, apologies if I mispronounce anyone's name. We have I'm so happy you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we have Lee Jong Jae as player 456 Yoon. We have Park Park Su as player 218 Song Wu. We have Oh ying Su as player one Il Nam. We have Omnipalm Tripathi as player 199 or Ali. We have Jung Hyeon as player 67, Saebyeok. We have Hyeon Songtei as player 101, Su. We have Kim Joo Rung as player 212, Min We have Wee Han Joon as Detective Wong. And we have Lee Byung Hong as the front man you
0: better Ashley girl
1: I'm trying I'm trying guys I try to put respect on all of our cast and actors and creators names we know y'all put through it down especially for this series okay reviews rotten tomatoes 94% critic score 84% audience score and Google users, 95% of y'all are loving Squid Game. Delora, give me your grade for
0: this series. All right, Ashley, I gave this series a B plus. It was really, really captivating. Like I, well, i guess i should say this in the beginning it was a little slow but once you were in it you were in it okay and it's like edge of your seat watching um the ending was a little soft for my liking um but we'll get there but for the most part it was a fun ride it was it was worth the hype what about you ashley
1: so I gave Squid Game, and I, I thought about this long and hard, as I do with all of my grades. This is a B minus for me. And hear me out, guys. Okay. My first watch through was so nerve wracking that I fast forwarded through many episodes really? just to see who survived. Okay, Whoa. my nerves were shot. I wish there had been opportunity for a bit more levity throughout the series. I think that would have helped me a little bit in terms of uh, so much violence, but the premise and the examination of humanity were overall fascinating, if not terrifying. Yeah. So the, the quality and the visuals and the acting and the storytelling was absolutely I totally get the hype for me I think it was just I was just burnt out on so much violence because of some of the other things yeah. I had been watching leading up yeah. to this series like I said it's, I my my hidden gym last week was I know what you did last summer series so i was yeah. just a little burnt out
0: on the yeah. violence well that's part of the reason why it took us a while to even recap this too because I was not in the space right when it came out to watch it I'm like I don't want to watch wealthy people exploit people in debt like that that I'm not here for that level of cruelty that kind of feels it could be kind of realistic in some ways anyway you know and so I mean I actually got to it I was into the story but it was it was it it took a while for me to get to a, a mental space to be ready to play this game or watch these games.
1: Absolutely and this is definitely a commentary on capitalism a hundred thousand percent. So let's spoiler alert. Let's get into squid game. Woo! all right. We start the series watching children play and hearing the rules of the title game squid game. Even mm-hmm. as the children played we could see the physicality of it as one kid rips another shirt to try to prevent a win. When we meet our main character, Yoon, he lives with his mother and has a gambling problem. Even though it's his daughter's birthday, Dolores, he swipes his mother's debit card to get cash to go bet on horses. Give me your initial thoughts on the character of Yoon.
0: I put in my notes, he was absolutely unsympathetic for me. I was like, you can't stop. And I know gambling is something that people have to overcome. But when he was trying to get a freaking toy out of the toy machine, spending all that money trying to get something, I'm like, I would have been as the kid, hey, I can give you a dollar if you give me this toy. You know what I mean? But it's like, no wonder he's in the situation he, he's in because he obviously never think things through. Yeah. So that's my initial uh, my my initial thought.
1: He was so childish to me, which was fascinating based on the premise of this show. Um mm. it was so frustrating because even the way that he behaved in relation in his relationship with his mother, um, the fact that he it seemed like as this grown 47, I believe he is, 47 year old man, yeah. He's running around behind his mother's back taking her money. Um, it was just if it was I, a
0: it's it like was that's frustrating. why you're living with your mother. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> no, but no, seriously, it was like he was the stereotype of a person who's why who's still living with th- their mother at that age. Like I felt frustrated mm-hmm. with his
0: character when we first meet him. So but, but to be fair, culturally, um I, th- I think their families are very much intergenerational. And that's a
1: great point that I thought about in terms of, oh, you know, a lot of people do still keep their elders mm-hmm. in the house with them, but you could tell the dynamic between them was not yeah. that. His mother yeah. was taking care of him. Care of him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: again, childish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some pretty scary long sharks catch up with him at the racetrack because he did win. He ended up winning. million won or about 3,800 US dollars. But he was pickpocketed. I was
0: doing that conversion too.
1: Absolutely. I have to do this, especially since we're recapping it. I was like, I need to know for myself, but I'm sure everybody else wants to know too as they're listening, What? how much is this in US dollars? So yes. there you go, people. I will do that throughout as we're talking about these winnings. Um, he was pickpocketed when he bumped into a young girl. So he was forced to sign an agreement to the loan shark to repay within a month or they would begin taking his body parts. Delora, when the loan shark licked his blood, I realized that we were dealing with people on a totally different level
0: that was I was like I don't know what they do over here I don't even know what they do here in America but I was no like, but I was I terrified didn't we were, I didn't think we were harvesting organs like what is going on here who knows I hope to never find myself in that
1: predicament that's all I have to say I was terrified
0: Various.
1: I even paused it on that scene I was like this is too much for me already
0: I'm oh, Ashley. I know. Oh, Ashley. Exactly. Exactly
1: right. This shows y'all the mindset I was in. Okay. He did end up taking his daughter, because again, it's her birthday, for dinner. But it wasn't what he had had in mind. The gun lighter that he gives her was not exactly a hit as a gift. What were your thoughts on his interaction with his daughter, Guillaume, and his parenting overall
0: as we see him? So my thoughts are... Um... She knows her daddy has problems. Like you could tell she's at that age. I think I'm assuming around seven or eight years old. You know, what's up at that point. You, you, you can see the stability at your home with your mom and your stepdad. And you can see the recklessness whenever you hang out with your real dad, you know, and,
1: and he has a daughter and with all due respect, daughters are very mature at yes. a very young age yes yes
0: so you can tell she was dealing with him with with gloves right yeah. <laughs> like, she
1: was like i don't think mom's gonna i think you're gonna get in trouble with mom for this gift <laughs> Like, but this actually, wasn't a good decision
0: i realized that was foreshadowing by the way
1: in what way do you see it as foreshadowing
0: so with the gun um and in terms of the game yes okay
1: that's and a good how point.
0: it was in a kid's toy what do you call that thing the, the toy machine
1: uh I don't know what you call that machine but you guys know what we're talking about where's the claw maybe the claw
0: machine yeah the claw whatever machine.
1: yeah yeah that's a good point I didn't think about it as foreshadowing but I could see that now
0: for sure I got it I got it after watching it again
1: okay yeah. okay yeah that's a good point a stranger he meets in the subway presents Hyun with an offer he cannot refuse. They I'm played
0: cute, by the way.
1: You like the the recruiter guy? Oh, cute! Yeah, he was yeah. he was a little hot <laughs> to me as well. They played a kids' game, which with each round worth hundred thousand won or roughly eighty four U S dollars. Since Hyun had no money, he was slapped. For each round he lost and he lost a lot delora when he finally won some games and received his money we realize this stranger is not as much of a stranger as he seemed he gives you a whole rundown on his background the fact that he's roughly three hundred and fifty thousand us dollars in debt between the bank and loan mm-hmm. sharks and he presents him with the mysterious business card and offer to make more money when he gets home that night he finds out from his mother that his daughter's stepfather has an opportunity in the U.S. and that they plan to move there next year. He'd need financial stability to even attempt to get custody. Delora, given the circumstances he finds himself in, if you were young, are you making that call?
0: Yeah, why wouldn't I? Curiosity kills the cat, right? <laughs> would
1: agree I think at this point I would be too curious about who this man was what the circumstances are because I don't think that you can even fathom what we're gonna end up getting into no and their card stock was very nice so <laughs> <God>, I'm this, seems- <laughs> this seems on the up and up that man was in a nice tailored suit with a briefcase
0: but again unsympathetic character at this point because you literally would get your face jacked up for some do- a few dollars like but the level of desperation mm-hmm. he was in I pray I would never know mm-hmm. but it just was too much it was t- it was too much too much and it's not even to me I felt like he was in a double
1: battle like not only are you battling an addiction But you're also battling everything that's going on with your family dynamics, right? So um, I can't say that I felt bad for him because I felt like he put himself in this position. But I was like, oh, I definitely see why you would make that call and be curious about this money, right? And he did. He made that call. And he's whisked off in a van and knocked out with gas. And when he wakes up, he's in a warehouse with hundreds of stacked beds and people, no names, just numbers for these people. The first player he interacts with is player one, an old man dying with a brain tumor. He is player 456, the last number of the group. So there are 456 people total, guys, when we
0: first start in the games. Wake up in a whole new outfit. Like, what? What are we doing? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like, are we kidnapped? What's really going on? A fight breaks out with player sixty-seven, the girl that surprise surprise ended up being Gyun's pickpocket earlier, and player one hundred one, a bully of a man with a snake face tat, who seemed to have no problem beating down a girl in front of the entire group of people, Delora. Were you surprised that no one intervened except for Giune, who only intervened because he recognized her and was more concerned with his stolen money
0: than with her life? Ashley, we're going to find this out a little bit soon, Um, but everybody was there because they were dealing with some level of desperation right so it literally it literally was every man and woman for themselves
1: (laughs) Mm. do you think this spoke at all though to what would happen in actual society the fact that there could be incidents where people are will just stand back as spectators even when something horrific is happening
0: in front of them yeah absolutely I mean people today pull out their cameras instead of helping people most
1: of the time so yeah Mm. Mm. great point The action is interrupted by people in red hazmat suits and face masks for varying shapes who provide the rules. Each player is going to play six games over the course of six days and those that win all six will win a cash prize. Naturally there are some questions and concerns from our players but we discover every person there to your point has large debts and as they put it are on the brink of financial ruin. But it is made quite clear that every player is coming of their own free will and before the first game begins they're given another opportunity to leave none of them do they each sign a contract with three clauses number one a player is not allowed to stop playing number two a player who refuses to play will be eliminated and number three games may be terminated if the majority agrees Behind the scenes, we see, along with the red hazmat suit workers, there's also someone with a distinctively different black suit and mask on who appears to be the head of the operation called the front man. And Mm -hmm. all the players are being watched on monitors in a control room. Visually, Delora, what did you think of the setups of the various rooms from the warehouse they initially wake up in to the multicolored stairways to that first game room that we enter in for game one?
0: i think that's part of squid games appeal um visually it was stunning especially the staircase with the uh the pink walls and Mm -hmm. um and and it was like each room was like its own world right um it was it was captivating for sure
1: Now you talk about foreshadowing, to me, the way that they set everything up with the visuals, once we got there alluded to the fact that it was going to be child's games, because to me, it looked like a Mm. playhouse, it looked like a daycare center, it looked like
0: you I didn't know get that right away. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what it reminded me of was like, oh, this is what it would look like if you know you're going to um, you know, a, a playground to go pick up your kids or something like that. Like, I feel like it was so intentional in terms of making them feel comfortable slightly to not really be fully aware of what was about to happen. So um, Giyun, surprisingly has a friend in the game, Sang-woo, who was a prodigy in their town and went to SNU business school. Mm. gi had just spoken to his mother prior to coming who thought he was on a business trip. Little does she know, right? Uh, yeah. Game one turns out to be a timed five-minute game of red light, green light. A large mechanical doll oversees the game and those that move on red light are shot. The panic and mass shooting that ensued to start the game once players realized the state was understandable but horrifying Gyun barely survives thanks to the help of Sangwoo and player 199 that holds Ooh. him still when Bro. he ripped and was about to fall to the ground
0: that was a moment
1: how did you feel after game one as we wrapped the first episode
0: so this is the Hunger Games okay <laughs> On another level, bro. On another level. I mean, in some ways, probably better considering these are adults and not children, because in hindsight. It's the inverse almost of the Hunger Games. Really effed up. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it's almost the inverse of the Hunger Games because in the Hunger Games, they had no choice, they were forced. They were actually children, but they were being forced to operate as if they are grown adults with having to be murderous with, like, weapons, weaponry. But that is absolutely such a parallel that I have throughout the series is Hunger Games, for sure. I was so just not disgusted is not the word, but I was so just horrified, I guess. Like with what happened in that first game, I was like, what is this? And what is really going on? And the fact that these people had literally no idea, it just, it was so sad. It was so sad. It was like pigs being led to slaughter or something. Like, I can't even describe it. It was a visceral feeling I had during the first
0: game. Right, and you know, again we didn't know that well i guess we did know they were going to be games, but they did definitely did not say it was based off of um your life they (laughs) never said what the consequences were yeah yeah but the cruelty part actually is the fact that when people die the pot gets bigger
1: yeah which let's get into it so in episode two We see bodies of the dead and dying are placed in boxes wrapped as presents and put into incinerators. Of the 456 players that began, 201 are left after game one. The remaining players are clearly traumatized and some beg to leave. The players decide to take a vote following game one to end the games because, again, that was clause three. After being told how much prize money, to your point, was at stake, 45.6 billion won, or Delora, about 38.5 million U.S. dollars. It came down to just one vote, player one, that allows them to leave. They were told the prize money will go to dead players' families instead. Were you surprised, based on the facts? of seeing everything that happened with game 1 on 38.5 million dollars being at stake that it still only came down to one vote.
0: Girl now, we live in America. <laughs> the country was on the line last year and a lot of people still voted for that man. So yeah, no, it's not surprising. Were you surprised?
1: I wasn't surprised but again, devastated. I, I was devastated. Yeah. But yeah. I was curious to see how because we were already starting to set up who our main forecast was going to be how our main forecast voted. Mm. And Yoon is the only one who voted to leave. I don't know how much people picked mm. up on that. But our other core point, they voted to stay.
0: Even with their life, even on the freaking with, line.
1: Imagine most people would have never seen someone get killed before. You're seeing a room full of people get murdered and shot to death in front of you, but the allure of millions of dollars still makes you say, "Let's keep going." I mean, that's fucked up. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's, that's something to sit back and digest as a viewer. Like,
0: damn. What like are we willing Jesus to do for Mero, money? Like that, these and Mera mean when he just goes back and be like, "Huh, girl, what are we willing to do for money?" So again,
1: they are it. The vote is decided. They're allowed to leave. Um, players are told though that if the majority agrees to come back, they can resume. So they're dropped back off, blindfolded, stripped of their clothes, and tied up. But they're out. So Yoon ended up going and reporting the situation to the police that didn't help. And then in the real world, it doesn't take long for our players to realize their problems, Laura, are still there. Saying Wu can't even face his mother whose house and shop he put up for collateral mm. in his financial issues. Yeah, Gyun's mother was hospitalized and may need her feet amputated due to untreated diabetes. Mm -hmm. player 67 the pickpocket has a little brother in a shelter and needs money to get her mother from North Korea to South Korea because this series is set in South Korea but she is the only player at least that we're told of who is from North Korea player 199 Ali steals money from his employer after a gnarly onset injury to his employer's hand that happens oh that was hard Girl, to watch that was a lot but he wasn't paying his staff at the factory that Ali worked at
0: and, and he then maybe Exactly. He, yeah. had, he had
1: a family to take care of and then woman beater player 101 is being hunted for his debts. And he was also about to try to do a whole plot against uh, the game. He's about to try to get a crew together to come rob the game.
0: He looked evil from day one.
1: That face title, alone told you everything you needed to know. Another car comes for the players as an opportunity to, to return. Yoon encounters player one at a shop who decides that he's going to return because he doesn't want to just sit around and wait to die. Again, he has a brain tumor. Actually, all of our main core players decide to return to the games. Yeah. A side story, a detective from the police station where Giun had reported everything, Detective Wong, has yeah. a brother that's gone missing and sees the same card that, that Giun had dropped at the station at his brother's apartment. So he ends up tracking Giun down. And then when Giun returns, he follows the van when he's picked up. So this is a whole side story now, guys, that we have going on outside of our core player situation. I heard from some viewers of the series that they didn't make it past episode two. Delora, were you disappointed after everything that players would agree to return even with their varying situations?
0: I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I just was surprised, like, huh it's almost like uh, drinking your problems away, right? (laughs) Like, you feel good and toasty, but then when you wake up, you wake up with a headache and you still have the same problems (laughs) that you were dealing with before. So yeah, I hadn't heard of anyone who stopped watching it. So it was interesting that they chose to stop here, but maybe their level of disappointment was pretty high. But for me, I was actually more curious to see like,
1: huh, what are they gonna do to them now?
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly. What are they agreeing to go into all again? You know,
1: because that's the thing too is without we only saw one gameplay. They had no idea. If you saw all those people slaughtered, what awaits you? Like you would rather go back to a situation where you could be tortured. You could be murdered. Anything could happen to you. Then try to figure out how to survive in the real world. I mean, that's that's saying a lot. So we return to the games in episode three with one hundred and eighty seven players of the two hundred and one that has survived from game one. And we see the players start forming teams In use team. They're saying, there's player one. There's player 199 Ali and reluctantly player 67 who snuck in a knife this time Cause she got smart to the whole gas situation and covered her mouth so she was alert and aware smart as the stakes rise though so do the casualties. Game one that's played in episode three was a 10 minute game of sugar honeycombs in which players choose from four shapes, circle, triangle, star, and umbrella, and had to get the shape out of the honeycomb without breaking it using a needle. Sang-woo had figured it out prior to beginning the game, thanks to knowledge from player 67, and his childhood memories, but he chose not to share and set up the rest of his team potentially for failure, especially Hume, who had chose the hardest shape of the umbrella. Thankfully, though, they all survived. What are your thoughts on this sanguine choice of not telling his team the knowledge he had acquired and realized?
0: So I know I mentioned uh, that one-on-one was the evil man, but uh 218 when I heard that he was like this you know the one that got out right the businessman and they identified how much debt he was in I was like oh he's ruthless I don't I don't trust him I actually in my notes called him the shady businessman um and this was shady this was the first time in some ways, it's the second because he agreed to come back, even though people were going to die. And he didn't want the game to stop after mm-hmm. playing that first game. But this, when he knew or had a, an idea of what this game was and didn't say anything, and he and he chose the easiest one. He chose what? The circle? The triangle. The triangle. That Yeah, that was the easiest one. Yeah. Yeah. My, I wasn't surprised. My
1: thought was... It would have been so easy for you to allow all your team members to pick the same shape as you. There was no criteria that said that people had to split up. So to me, my thought was you did this intentionally knowing that you could be killing them. So you literally did it just to dwindle down the numbers. So I realized, Gyun, do not trust this motherfucker right here.
0: But Gyun was so goofy and honestly, the one with the biggest heart that he was blinded by his humanity, right? Like, it seemed like he was the only one who understood humanity in these games. You notice that? Yeah, I also wondered too if
1: it was he... Um acquiesce to Sangwoo because he thought he was superior to him, at least intellectually. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was almost yeah. like, well, I'm going to defer to you. And so whatever you do, you must be doing for like some reason, not some that you're sinister because yeah. we're up together. You know, we
0: cool. Right. But you, you would do that know, to me
1: intentionally.
0: It is so important because I've been guilty of that in life um, where it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe they'll just, they know what they're doing. They're older. Or have more experience or whatever and it's like do not discount your experience do not discount anything that you bring to the table because these people are no smarter than you
1: yeah you know? or your overall intuition like exactly. what does your intuition tell you right now
0: exactly i'm gonna call michelle so obama she said, like she's met people around this great world in high fancy places and she's like none of these people are smarter than you none of them even yep. the ones at the big schools that we put on pedestals, half of those people are in because of legacy, and doesn't yep. even mean they're even smart enough. So Head you belong where you belong. But Gium again, and his society is probably more stark than even ours when it comes to, you know, people who are able to break through some of the, mm-hmm. um, you know, economic or educational, social, economic boundaries that exist. The fact that he was there
1: with me in this game, if I were you, would tell me everything I need to know, right? (laughs) We in the same place, baby. We in the same place. Let's move forward through Detective Wong's side story, who infiltrates as a worker to look for his brother. We see the staff aren't treated much better than the players. They are ranked in terms of authority by the shapes on their masks. So we have the circles who are the workers who handle the dead bodies. Triangles are the soldiers who execute players, and squares are the managers in charge. They live on a strict schedule. They're forced to stay in their rooms. They're monitored on camera. And- if their identities are revealed to players, they die. Some are also fairly young, which was really disturbing. One yeah, player, there? exactly. One player who lost and tried to fight for his life still chose to shoot himself versus a young staff member at the end of game two. He was like, what have they done to you? You know, imagine yeah. seeing a, a 18, possibly 19 year old, however old he was supposed to be, being the one who's sitting there um, watching these executions take place. Right. So it started to make you wonder what that we've seen, what the players went through to get here. What did these workers
0: yeah. go through to what get here? Of liabilities do they have or promise of compensation that's making any of this worth it?
1: Exactly. billion won is accrued in prize money to start episode four, about 3.4 million U.S. dollars, and we're down to 108 players. The food being given is also dwindling with a drink and one egg as a meal. A fight breaks out when player 101's crew goes back for seconds and there is not enough for everybody. Player 101 kills another player, and there are no consequences. This is a turning point in the games where we, as the audience, and the players realize killing each other is not off limits. It's
0: not.
1: And this leads to a brutal fight to the death between players at Lights Out. So now, not only are the players hungry, they're also sleep-deprived and fighting for their survival at all times. And Laura, it was intentional on the part of the staff to weed yep. out the weak, the weaklings, as one player is told who's been receiving notes on the games prior to play. It turns out he's a doctor, and in an exchange, is helping a few select staff to remove the organs of dying players to sale. We are down to 80 players by the end of this night fight. So much chaos and violence, Laura. How did you feel at this point in the series?
0: Mm-hmm. I was stressed the F out, Ashley. Like, no relief, no relief. But I guess if you're in this game, you're in this game until you're not, right? Because obviously it's set up for only one person to win. I think when I had that realization, it just was, it was daunting. Like, that's the thing about this show. You're on the edge of, you're sh- on, on the edge of your seat. Speaking of other projects that this reminded me of, it reminds me of what I loved about The Walking Dead. Mm. So for many years, uh, we heard people talk about the show and I'm just like, I don't want to watch a zombie show. You know, I'm a vampire girl. Like if I'm going to watch something, it's going to be a a sparkly vampire. Anyway, (laughs) David and I finally watched it and I realized the thing that makes The Walking Dead so good is that the zombies are one threat but it's the humanity Mm -hmm. that was the real threat when Mm -hmm. there are no rules there are no laws who are you in lord of the flies lord of the flies you know are you are you a protector are you you know the person that's like my life over everybody so it doesn't even matter everyone could go like like who are you and that is what I felt at this point of the story, where it was like, who are you? Do you band together? Do you pick your group? Is your group the strongest group? Or are you all the leftover, so to speak? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you really see who you are as, as a human being.
1: survival of the fittest yeah lord of the flies is is, i always go back to the lord of the flies because what does a society look like when there are no rules and there is no person that is in charge to stop you from doing any particular thing and so in this case to me the players are now worse than the staff it was utterly barbaric and when i say barbaric at least the staff there was order to the murdering. There was order to the chaos. At least they were shooting you instead of choking you out or stabbing you to death. Or Ooh. I mean, those murders in that room were the worst murders of the series to me. So
0: yeah, yeah. At That's this point, point,
1: I had to stop and take a moment because I was like, "Am I gonna make it through this? Like, yeah. Am I it's can I go on?" It's, it's and I had those points in Game of Thrones like I kept saying I made it through game I love game we both love Game of Thrones as the series yeah, but, but I had two or three moments where I was like I can't go on because ooh, it's just it's too much for name me one,
0: name one one was
1: the red wedding I was like I don't um, know if I can go on
0: see, I, I started after the red wedding so I had to make it through it to get to like I think at that point I started around season six
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, The Red Wedding was one, which again, it's sometimes the ways in which people are killed that get me more than someone's death. If I have to watch someone be murdered brutally, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. But there's no, again, there's no levity now. There's no levity because we don't even have moments of rest in this show. I can die as a player at any time.
0: But that's what I love about a good, like for me, when we talk about our grades, if I really love something, I this is the same way with my books too. I need to have all of the emotions, right? So like I am on this roller coaster ride at this point. Like <laughs> I am boggled in. And I'm like, what the hell is gonna happen next?
1: Yeah.
0: Like because I didn't know if this was like a game of thrones to where you will be rooting for someone and they just die. Like like season one and um you know, the head stark Ned, a million years. Net is killed at the
1: end of season one. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't so know what's I, gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was so much to digest. It was so much to digest. So I want to take a minute to discuss player 212. A woman who was so outspoken throughout the series helped old psycho player 101 make it through game two with a lighter she smuggled in through her vagina. She secured a spot in his squad. That pro- yeah, that protected <laughs> her through the night fight, and she even had sex with this man ugh, in the bathroom. Oh. He oh. promised to stick with her to the end, but by game three, which is a ten-minute game of tug of war, literally same episode, betrays that promise. She ends up having to join Yoon's team as their tenth player. How did you feel about player two twelve, Mignon, and her situation?
0: First of all, I didn't appreciate how, like in the subtitles, they kept calling her an old woman. Like, I just thought, like, is she grandma, like they was yeah. playing
1: her. Like, there was some misogyny in general in the game. Yeah, when you think yeah. about the way that the female players were treated and how they never wanted
0: to be picked for anything. Yeah. That and was she kind of crazy because she didn't seem like she was very sane. <laughs> at most parts. I mean, I'm not trying to I'm I don't awful, think she but. was crazy.
1: I think she was an example of someone who used different means than the majority of people to try to survive. We did mm. not see any other women try to use their sexuality, right, or try yeah. to use manipulation in the yeah. same way that we saw Miu, but everybody else point. had different strategies to try to survive. That was hers. Yeah. she tried to find the the strongest person the strongest man to be her protector and
0: that makes total sense even putting her pussy on a platter so i mean (laughs) yeah yeah she really did but um ashley i i thought to to your point i thought she was clever in utilizing manipulation because i definitely saw that However, I'm like, did you believe him when he said he would never? You know, this is called pillow talk, sis. (laughs) He's currently inside you. He will say whatever you want him to say. That part, that part, that part. That part. Was I surprised when he betrayed her? Absolutely not. He's the type of guy who will turn his mother over. Honestly we'll get there i'll ask a question later okay
1: i was not surprised but i still felt some type of way i still felt like that was such a switch and the level of disrespect in which he treated her was unacceptable for me right so yeah vengeance i wanted there to be vengeance
0: and it was so quickly too like i knew he was gonna turn on her eventually same episode it was gonna be the same episode
1: (laughs) exactly yeah she was annoying at times she was uh, too much she was loud but again I respected the fact that she was coming in just as everybody else was she was trying to survive that was the name of the game so with the odds stacked against their team in terms of strength because again this game three is tug of war and company managed to survive to start episode five, thanks to strategies by Player One and Sangwoo. Now this, I have to admit, was the first game that I really, really got into. (laughs) It was also the first game where players weren't shot, but instead fell to their death. Delora, I was yelling at my
0: television. Were you worried about our squad? Girl, yes, because again, part of the reason why 101, the evil guy, betrayed Two, one, two, the crazy lady, I hate to call her that. But anyway, ni-yong, ni-yong. Ni-yong was because of brute strength. It was tug of war. He wanted yeah. the strongest team. And since he was the big bad, everybody really, you know, gravitated towards him. So when you look at, you know, four, five, six, which I always thought was very interesting. But anyway, Four hundred and fifty six, and his team—they by optics were the weakest team, right? One of the and weaker teams, what, sure. one of the weaker teams. And so, honestly, this was my favorite game because I love that—that old man's wisdom made him an excellent team mate. You know what I mean? Like, you can't always go for the brute strength you you know there there is value in experience and in wisdom honestly um is it me young? Mm-hmm. young could have taught the the girl something too you know with the manipulation but the, but you know 67, she didn't have time for it. But you oh, know no. what I'm trying to she say. was on a different wave. <laughs>
1: but I, I I was like fascinated by the strategy. I was like, I need to use that. If I ever play Tug of War again in my life, I'm gonna use that link back strategy. I want to see if that works.
0: But and, and it was it was so good and obviously again, so invested because one it it ended um one episode and then began another one. And It was looking really rough, but... It was dire. It was dire. I love the point
1: you made, though, about the contribution of wisdom because again we don't as as viewers don't know what these games are prior the same as the players but Mm -hmm. to your point about player 101 he had the doctor who was giving clues who was getting clues in advance on his team now so that's why he he betrayed so fast because he was already told before we get to the game room oh this is about to be tug of war so that switch flipped really really fast and I wanted wanted vengeance, okay? So in episode five, also, the shit hits the fan with the whole organ retrieval situation, which Detective Wong had also gotten roped into. The doctor wasn't having it when the workers didn't know what the next game was gonna be. And he ends up taking one of them out and then tries to escape. The doctor and that entire team Were killed, minus Detective Wong, who has to kill one of them himself and continues on with his search for his brother. But now the front man knows and realizes that he's not who he says he is and is also searching for him.
0: We find out. They're chipped too, by the way. Like these people are chipped, documented. Again, like, they are
1: not in a much better position than the players themselves. Because yep. again, he takes them out with no mercy. But we find out from the front man that the most important aspect of the games in his mind is equality. At this point, did it surprise you that there were any types of principles or rules that they were living by? Was
0: it wasn't surprising? I feel like the people who created this game are psychotic enough to believe (laughs) in whatever they believe in. So the fact that he was so principled, the front man of like, no, the whole point of this game is equality because anywhere else, you know, in the world, they're unequal, they're unequal, but you're facilitating a game where desperate people are fighting to the death for money for rich people's pleasure You didn't
1: see the irony in that, sir? Clearly not. But I was shocked at this whole epiphany of, oh, this is all about equality. I'm like, so the murder doesn't matter. The atrocities that are going on with the whole organ retrieval process and all this stuff. Because remember he said in that whole rant, I don't care if you're taking these people's organs. I don't care if you're selling them, eating them, whatever. But you're messing with the sanctity of the game because you're over here feeding the doctor clues. Like That's your one caveat. Okay. You're really psyched.
0: You're more psyched than I even thought you were. You know, I kind of, I kind of feel like the front man reminded me a lot of like Nick Cannon and his philosophy. Oh, shit. (laughs) His philosophy (laughs) spreading his seed out here. Whoa. He believes in everything (laughs) that he's doing and that all the game he's been to these women. And, uh, he even shot
1: his shot with Sweetie. Sweetie, you better run, run for no, the fucking heels, girl. Don't even claim that. Sis. No, you don't want the in universe, the name of Jesus, you run. Don't want the universe to conspire. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's that's interesting. You think about it, though. There's a lot of contradictions in people's viewpoints and thoughts in general, but let alone in a scenario like this, right? It was yes. just so. It's just mind blowing. That you see all these other things happening, but this is your one, your one thing that you're
0: <laughs> anti. Like it
1: was just absurd. It was absurd. Actually,
0: your reaction when I said again, you're like, oh, shit.
1: <laughs> I wasn't ready for that for that analogy. I wasn't ready. Um, something I didn't catch on my first watch was that to wrap episode five, when Detective Wong found his brother's records, it was from 2015 so exactly how long, how long have these the games missing? been going but how long have these games been going on was well, my see, question
0: that's the part where I was kind of confused because I was like well when they showed the flashback of the detective finding that car at his brother's apartment I assumed that it was recent not it was so that was recent so that was recent his
1: brother going missing this time was recent but what I realized is that in a conversation with his mother when he was on the way to his brother's house he said you know he's hit and miss he's hard to pin down Mm. so it made me think how long has his brother been involved in the inner workings of the game because obviously Mm. even in the span of time of this series it's only a week they are only gone for a matter of
0: days
1: so but his I'm
0: sure brother in the game felt like eternity. Absolutely.
1: All absolutely. But I'm saying, in terms of his brother, it's like, is his brother coming in and out of the games? Like, we didn't know what was going on. You know what I mean? But the fact that his brother was a player in
0: 2015, it was like, oh shit, yeah. what does this mean? And he's been sitting on that money for a long time. <laughs> and how did he survive?
1: How did he, if he's alive, because we don't know yet, if he's alive, how did he survive? It was just so many questions
0: were they playing the same games
1: too were they playing the same games excellent question so in episode six before game four begins players see the doctor and the workers strung up dead and receive an apology for their deeds for the players this didn't even elicit a real response by now how many dead bodies have we seen this is nothing they're like oh, okay let's keep it moving
0: thanks for him
1: exactly for game four, players had to pair up in teams of two. Now I have to say this was the this was the hardest game for me to watch.
0: Girl. They had girl. to pair up
1: in teams of two. And while everyone assumed that they were going to be working together with their partner and chose accordingly, except for Yoon who ended up choosing player one just due to the bond that they formed at this point. Unfortunately, the game is 30 minutes of your choice using marbles, and your partner is actually your opponent. This game revealed some ugly truths about our core cast, particularly Sangwu, who betrays Ali and cons him out of all of his marbles. It was so heartbreaking. Delora, how did you feel about Game Four overall, and about Sangwu now?
0: So, Ashley, I think out of the insanity of this entire show, this particular game I was like oh hell no oh Um, my god you what the (laughs) cruelty the cruelty Ashley of whoever these game makers are is just on another level that I just was not ready for because it's always an interesting concept to team up with people in games like this, like, cause obviously it has aspects of survivor, like the reality television show, right? Mm-hmm. You have people who do decide to pair up even though there's only one winner, right? Um, but to think, to think you're like, oh yeah, let me pair up with somebody that, you know, we can win together and they're like, oh no, one of y'all are gonna leave this room. Girl, it was
1: so hard to watch because our core paired up with uh, arguably the people they were closest to.
0: Yeah, yeah. You would never think to pair up with somebody you didn't care about, right? No. But um, when it comes to Eileen, again, I knew that shady businessman was up to no good and he played on his vulnerability. But actually, my question to you is, what are your thoughts about young and old man number one yeah because so go ahead go ahead
1: let me start with Sangwoo. woo I hated that motherfucker hated ah, him how dare yeah. you hated him like literally if I could have came through that tv I would have I thought it was so despicable the way that he treated him in that game. He sat there and got on his knees and begged for his life when he was down to one marble and tried to make Ali feel guilty about the fact that he was going to get killed. He's, you must be cheating. I mean, you just saw exactly who he really was, right? It just brought out the extreme
0: core to me me, of who that man was. Ideas as well, because it's like, how dare you talk about slavery? But it happened. It happened to my ancestors. But I can't talk about it. Oh, okay. It was so
1: utterly the even the way they did it, where they had him screaming, crying out his name, uh, just as he was about to get shot, and the, he hit the realization hits him of oh, I've been betrayed. The whole scenario, I just I couldn't. How, y'all y'all got me on that one? Almost cried. Um, Guillaume, the situation with player one, obviously another form of manipulation but the fact that the old man was faking dementia symptoms as a test of him was fascinating to me I was like so to what end to what end yeah to what end sir was this like it's the first time that we saw Giyoon kind of do something that was against the way his character has been, which he's always been fair. He's always been, you know, kind of playing the games with everybody else's interests and in mind as well as his own. So it was unfortunate. But at the same time, I think, and not to be harsh, but who as a viewer do you care more about? Well, you care more about Giyoon, not only because he's a main character, but also player one is dying already. He has a brain tumor.
0: What would you have done, Ashley?
1: what would I have done? I can't even fathom. Like, I can't fathom that. For me, it's easy to say, oh, I would do the right thing. But I can't fathom it because I'm not in those shoes. Do you feel like you would know flat out what you would do if you were put in his scenario?
0: I'm a very straight-laced straight person, as you know. But I really, it really had me thinking. And I'm like, I have to look out for me. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, like for me. it's easy to say like, oh no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do I that, that
0: to him. No, that old dude was faking dementia. Like that's always convenient, huh? It was,
1: it was. Frustrating. I think that was another thing is the way that he was going about it where Guillaume was having to chase him around felt, fr- we, we felt that frustration too. Because again, this is all about surviving. And so yeah. you're playing around, you're running off, whatever. The last interaction I want to talk about real quick before we move on is the, the interaction between uh biolk player 67, and player Ooh. 240, Guillaume. Ooh. That was very, very tough for me because you yeah. have these two yeah. young women yeah. who um, have joined forces. And again, Women are discarded so easily throughout these games, and yeah. so they formed a bond. They have this whole conversation. Player 240 wants to wait all the way to the end, so they find out about their each other's each other's problems. And 240 sacrifices. This is the first person we've seen really sacrifice themselves in this way Whoa, that's a great for somebody scene. else. Yeah. So again, we're talking about the selfishness with Sang Woo, the selfishness with Gion. and I don't want to mm. make this men against women, but this woman. Sacrificed herself for this other woman. I mean, it was very touching she, to me. "Quote
0: unquote," had more to live for. Than yeah, she did. yeah, exactly.
1: Not as if your life in and of itself doesn't have value, right? Which I thought spoke volumes too. Like, ma'am, your life in and of itself and what you could do with your life is still so valuable. So you're still sacrificing your life for hers. It was powerful. It was a powerful scene for me. Ooh. And she said, "Thank you for playing with me." Right before she got shot, it was too much. Anyway,
0: <laughs> well, and part of the reason why um, four, five, six was running after the old man is because he thought that that particular play area looked like his old home.
1: So he said, "So he said." To us, it felt like you're trying. You're. you're you've lost your marbles, literally. You've lost your marbles.
0: Ooh, yeah. Got
1: that, guys? Okay. I did. <laughs> so we're down to 17 players when we start episode seven. Player 69, whose wife was his partner in the marbles game, brutal, pleads with the group to vote to end the game again, but no one budges this time. He ends up hanging himself, putting our total number of players down to 16. We've been hearing about these VIPs. And they finally arrive on the island. It was a pack of five white men, possibly one Chinese man, whose identities are concealed behind elaborate gold animal masks. Delora, did the VIP surprise you when they finally showed up? And what were your thoughts on these lush room and surroundings that they were provided? Because to me, that was very Hunger Games-esque. I was like, "Oh, this is the capital. This is the
0: capital." Spectators. Yeah, it didn't surprise me at all. I'm like, "This." debauchery has to have been consumed by someone for pleasure you notice that they were the only people that spoke English out of the whole series
1: yes I did notice that and again
0: that fascinating
1: intentional in showing you supposedly the identity of these VIPs, which the reason why I asked is because to me, in my mind, and I don't, I'm, this is not speaking ill of these characters, I don't know these characters to me, in my mind, the VIPs were Jeff Bezos, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was Bill Gates, it was uh, um, Elon Musk, it was Mark Zuckerberg, like literally that in my mind was who these VIPs are, is these billionaire just excessive wealth and again I'm not speaking to the, yeah I'm not speaking to the real people's character because we don't know these people but that that is who I put in my mind as these VIPs right so that was immediately what I thought about Ashley, obviously you have such a concentrated wealth among the top one percent in society and
0: reality so not a far leap actually <laughs> they don't set up their own personal hunger games. They set up rocket ships to go to space. What are you talking about? That's what they do publicly. We don't know, but this is a private game.
1: (laughs) This isn't for public consumption. We don't know what these people do privately. Just like, but this also at this point too, reminded me of Westworld. I don't know if a lot of our listeners have watched Westworld on HBO. That was another game derived for the pleasure of these really wealthy people. And in that, they participated- which the I'm going to get back to as a parallel to
0: like, participated and did horrible,
1: horrible atrocities to robots. Right. So yeah. it yeah. was it was it was another series that that uh, I had a parallel for in this scene. Game five is brutal. 16 minutes for glass stepping stones. Having chosen a vest to decide order, the players must make their way across a bridge with tempered and normal glass. You choose normal glass and you fall through and die. Player 212, Mule Took out herself and player 101 Doc Sue, which was wild,
0: epic, Delora. Epic and much needed.
1: He had decided he wasn't going to continue. That's one reason why she took him out, but also she told him she was going to kill him for betraying her. Did you expect for her to kill them both? Because for me, I was like, that was some straight G shit right there. <laughs> epic,
0: epic. So, you know. He should have known you do not scorn a woman, okay? She skinny and everything Oof. to get you back. Um, did I expect her to kill herself? No, I didn't. But she did what she had to do. The fact that he felt like he could bully people from the front. So how much power do you think you really have? seriously
1: again i don't want to make this battle of sexist, but to me it was yet again an example of a woman not showing the same level of cowardice as some of the men players because she was willing to sacrifice Ooh, herself yes. also to allow the rest of the players to survive had she not done that everybody else may have died
0: all the women have sacrificed themselves at this point
1: at this point just something for y'all to think about, is all I'm Boom saying. for thought. Exactly. Uh, one of the VIPs took a special interest in Detective Wong, who'd taken another worker's uniform. Girl, he tried to get him to perform oral sex on him, but he chose the wrong one that day the wrong one this was another display for me that of was a the, yeah this is another display of the vip's lack of regard for other people and their abuse of power right i was
0: also reminded especially when we got a naked view of that man of <laughs> um, the seven deadly sin right yeah like, yeah grunting. yes yeah it yes was, it was it was just gross yeah, it was.
1: Yeah it was. yeah, it was. Only Sangwoo, who killed the player before him as well, again, showing his ass at every turn. Gyun and Saybiok were the final three who survive game five unfortunately after our final three made it across they blew up all the glass in an episode eight we realized a large piece is lodged into Sabiok's side that really 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 annoyed me because Mm -hmm. to me it was so unnecessary she had made it through uh, so much
0: yeah that's the level of cruelty is just I mean at this point it's 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 redundant to say but Oh, it was too much. Was it it worth
1: it? Was it worth it? I was was heartbroken when she went to the bathroom and we saw that that happens. I was like, oh, she's going to die. Like, there's no way for her to survive was what I thought. Detective Wong made it to a remote part of the island to attempt to send evidence of what he found. But he's caught by the front man who, in a huge reveal, is his brother, Inho, who he's been looking for. And he actually shoots Detective Wong and Detective Wong falls off a cliff. Delora, did you expect or anticipate this reveal?
0: I called it. I called it um, shortly. I I, I think I called it when I realized his brother was a player of the game. And I say that because I also connected the dots of, again, to what we were talking about earlier, the principle of the game. Like, he felt like he believed in this game Mm. so much that, you know, you can harvest people's organs for money, but don't F up the schedule.
1: You know what I
0: mean? So um, I thought it was interesting that he shot his brother, I believe, in the shoulder. So I don't think it was a kill shot. So
1: I... The only thing that can make it a kill shot is back, he fell off a cliff and he has nowhere to
0: go. So, you know. And it might, you know, falling in the middle of the ocean only using one arm may be a little difficult as well, but...
1: I wasn't surprised that the front man was his brother. I was surprised at the events of the front man being so callous towards him because, again, Detective Wong had mentioned the fact that his brother gave him one of his kidneys um, at one point in their lives. So, obviously, they were close and obviously they had a relationship, but... The games are changed people clearly. And at whatever level his brother is now at, his brother is probably not the same person that he knew. So
0: uh no, not at all. Yeah. So Again, I just
1: needed more backstory. Now I'm even like, more
0: curious. Like the survival ring or the the special town, the survivals of the uh hunger game in the, that story. Mm-hmm. All those people were miserable people. It wasn't even, you know, they lived in these beautiful homes, but they were became alcoholics or you know what i mean like because how was, can you
1: hey mish how can you how can you move yes. on with your life after what you it's saw and
0: experienced like survivor's remorse in some way so either you break down or you push through and become indoctrinated with it you know
1: yeah like you fell in love with your captors whatever that syndrome is called that i can't think of right now Stockholm. thank you our three remaining players are treated to a fresh suit and finally a good meal with their knives left behind. Yoon realizes Saviok. I'm sick of these people. I'm so I know. People. They set up death at every turn. Huh. Yoon realizes Saviok is dying, and while trying to get her help back in the player's room, Sangwoo stabs her in the neck. Delora, I was
0: livid. Livid. Do you hear because me? Because you didn't mention he was pretending to be sleep. I don't even know
1: if he was pretending because maybe he really did fall asleep. But when you have Gyeong go and start banging on the door, yeah. maybe old Do snap back up. And then he was like, oh, this is my opportunity to go kill her. But what I also didn't mention was Gyeong was about to kill him and yep. say Byuk stopped Told him, him not
0: to. and said,
1: listen, this is not you. Yep. And yes, was she probably going to die? Yes. But why did you feel like you needed to be the hand that murdered her? At this point, I was like, yo, yeah. I'm ready for you to
0: go. I've been point, ready for you to go. She was going to die. He did not have to do that. He did not. And I just thought it was kind of, it speaks to Yoon's humanity in his heart that even 67 was like, no, don't do it. You couldn't, you wouldn't be able to live with yourself, right? Like This isn't who
1: you are. Yeah. And... Yeah, let's let's get to our finale because we had episode nine, girl, and it's time for Squid Game. Comes down to Hyun and Sang Woo. This violent, violent game of Squid Game ends with Hyun deciding to quit when he has the opportunity to win, but Sang Woo stabs himself in the neck so that Hyun can win. Now, given everything we've seen Sang Woo do. Was this sacrifice, did it change anything for you? And were you sad at all when he dies?
0: Does it change anything for me? Um, No, I feel like the only reason why he sacrificed himself, so he's the first guy that sacrificed himself, right? Because he couldn't win. And I think he's pragmatic. I think you know i call him shady business man but i think he's probably he might consider himself pragmatic and he is very calculated so it's like the goal is to be the only one even though these people are quote unquote my friends you know i got to do what i got to do so i'm the only one left right i am number one okay sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut for you for the young ones, um but i'm not gonna lie i'm screaming at the tv again like sir finish him girl mortal combat finish mortal him. combat out
1: here i did not uh i did not appreciate the fact that he was able to take himself out because again after everything he had done i was pissed at this man. So for him yeah. to give this ultimate sacrifice, of, oh, I still want you to want to take care of my mother. So me, it was probably more about you taking care of your mother, and you wanting Giyun to feel guilty, and give her probably some of that prize money than it Girls. was about you caring about Gion himself.
0: So, exactly. miss me with
1: that. I wasn't sad. I ain't shed a tear. I ain't feel the no. type of way when that man died. So,
0: no, and honestly, the other reason why I was telling Giyun to finish him, yelling at the TV, as I was, was uh, <laughs> another pop culture reference game of thrones let's not forget the sniper and the giant or the mountain like you were so busy prancing around talking about saying my name say my name you missed an opportunity to finish your opponent and he got to you you know what i mean yeah and that was my biggest fear
1: I, I'm glad that I think in this case maybe Geun didn't have to have that final death on his conscience just for his character. But again, mm. Sang Woo to me was irredeemable at this point. So anything that Absolutely. happened to him, you know, it was it was what it was. It was what it was. Yep. Um, to add insult to injury, once released back home, Geun oh, discovered.
0: One more thing. In so- some ways, he probably also did did himself in too because it was just between him and his childhood friend, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like at the end, at least he knows where the money would be going to, you know what I mean? Versus anyone again, else in the game.
1: He's hoping too that Gyun take care of his mother. But yep,
0: unfortunately yep. what Still I was about very to, selfish. Yeah, yeah, what I was
1: about to say was Giyun, when he gets back home, discovers his own mother dead. So Girl. heartbreaking. That was one of his his reasons for wanting to win this money was to help his mother. Yep. And despite his winnings, which again, let me remind y'all, 45.6 billion won or about 38.5 million US dollars. When we mm-hmm. flash forward a year, Gyun has not changed his life and instead leaves the money sitting in the bank when summoned <laughs> after everything huh when summoned by another card he encounters player one Nam, on his deathbed girl this man was the mastermind behind it all and he wants to play one last game betting on the kindness of strangers to save a, save a homeless man's life before midnight if Il-Nam won, he'd take everything gi had, and if gi won, he'd hear his explanation behind everything, and then he'd kill that man, right? Pissed. Il-Nam explains the reasoning for the games as boredom due to excessive wealth, and he played to get the full feeling of fun he wouldn't get from just spectating you won this game and the old man died naturally anyway girl give me your thoughts on this explanation and did you suspect player one was the mastermind behind the games so
0: i had only the slightest suspicion of player one in the very first game red light green light because the amount of joy mm-hmm. that he had playing that game. Mm-hmm. And yes, at that point, we were under the impression that, yes, he's not all there mentally due to dementia or tumor what have you. But it was just something about it that I'm just like, this is, this is odd. This A is thousand odd. percent. A
1: thousand percent.
0: But to see him at the very end, you're, you're automatically... Go back and realize we never really saw the person shoot him. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we never really saw the old man that the front man was talking to. I think his mask was like a rabbit or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, in our capitalist society, to justify the deaths of hundreds of people, hundreds of desperate people because your board I would say was kind of fed Ashley what about you
1: I was not surprised that it was player one, because again, to your point, I had started picking up on the fact that he's really having a good time. And now whether that's supposedly (laughs) the dementia or any of that, like, oh, you seem to be experiencing a large amount of joy out of this scenario. So once it was revealed, I was like, to me, that makes perfect sense. But I think what frustrated me a little bit was you guys talk about equality and fairness, but how much did it play in Hyun's favor? You guys talk about the fact that he allowed Hyun to survive because of the bond they had formed. So Hyun had an advantage throughout this entire series because he's the one who uh, was cool with the old man. Yeah, so, I didn't
0: even really put that together in that way. Yeah.
1: So to me, that yeah. was a little bit frustrating, just based off of this whole principle thing. And then secondarily, the Lord, to your point about the fact that you guys just did this out of boredom, I was like this this rings so true to me. I really do think that there are people who are at this point that callous that they really would be doing something like this for sports. It's
0: mean, sport. so My mom was telling me this because I told her we were going to do this um, recap and she was like, me and your dad always said that could be real this could be real Flat like, out again the world has gone through so much atrocities anything is absolutely possible
1: but this is also what we saw about the hunger games like at what yeah. point in your humanity could yeah. you be comfortable with watching children children sure. murder each other for sport and take bets on it because that's the same thing and they were doing exalt, in this
0: and exalt the winning child yeah it? Yeah, that is some F, F stuff. Yeah, That's, so
1: at what point in humanity have you reached? But I do think that this rings true that this can really be happening. And you said your mom, my mom always says, nobody has this good of an imagination. She says that about everything. She's like, nobody's imagination is this good. There's some of this has to be some level of truth in everything.
0: I really like that because it makes me think about the scripture that talks about nothing's new under the sun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, think about it gladiators, duh. And and I couldn't even
1: the the film Gladiator with Russell Crowe, the scene yeah. where he get, goes back and his family is strung up. That's one of the most traumatizing things I've ever seen on to on screen. Oh, that was horrific. So, yeah, absolutely. Putting people to battle for sport is not new, right? So let's 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 wrap this up. The red hair decision on viewing at the end. I wasn't feeling, but <laughs>
0: that was a choice.
1: Yeah, that was a hard choice. But uh, he does help save Yoke's little brother, Cho as promised, and gives Sangwoo's mom a suitcase full of money. He is about to hop a flight to L.A. This is the controversial ending that even LeBron yeah. has something to say about. Yep. He is about to hop a flight to L.A. to visit his daughter, but encounters the guy, the recruiter, recruiter Bay, who he originally played with in the subway (laughs) and he's still out here recruiting and so he gets you know he gets angry he gets the card from the guy who was playing and he calls and this sets us up for season two because gyun is not resolved to just move forward with his life and not seek some level of retribution for what happened he said i am not a horse right so it seems like in season two he's about to go after these gang runners so my final question, you kind of answered already, but I was curious, did you foresee any way that more than one player would have survived this game? And then just give me your final thoughts as we wrap up.
0: No, only one was going to survive. Um, I, I expected that. I had that expectation while watching this as well. As far as my final thoughts, it was, it, it's been hard to watch shows and movies like this in recent years, I should say, Mm post-COVID. I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm not as callous as I used to be, I guess. I mean, even our conversation today, and I was obsessed with The Hunger Games. Like that was, you know, book one and two are my favorite. Love the movies. But thinking about it now, children killing each other, very, very hard, just hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And, and watching this was again, a hard pill to swallow, you know, and it, I really had to be in the right mental space to watch it because it's a lot. It's a lot. And I think it's, it's, it's also different because again, we're both huge fans of DOT and we can handle that level of brutality watching something in fantasy or some type of period piece. Right. So, but this is technically present day. So watching exactly. something like that kind of adds another layer that makes it hard. And I'm like, where's the humanity? That's or, you such know, a great
1: point because GLT to me is like, this isn't, is present this isn't today whereas yeah. this I'm like I see so much of everything that's happening now in yeah. the series and so it's it's just very hard to sit through again points yeah. that I was like if we had not been recapping this series I don't know if I could have made it through in one sitting and let alone two because we do watch things twice guys so yeah. I watched this
0: ish twice yeah uh, and I my my final point is South Korea and their their film and television they are on a hot street because parasite this gave me major parasite vibes and not because it was Korean it's the overarching commentated commentary on capitalism and what it does to society the haves and the have-nots yeah and I mean it's rough because you know it makes the the haves look like they are not responsible with their money at all because everything is for their pleasure, right? But I mean, it kind of is at the same time, right? <laughs> they just show very extremes of that concept, and you know, I don't know what is what's going on with America and us consuming these these projects as well. It's that's
1: scary. That's what scares me. Yeah, that's what scares me. I appreciate that. I think that I agree too that there was no way that one player, that more than one player was going to survive for two reasons. One is because of the way they set up the games, like the fact that the game of marbles was set up with you um, having to go against your partner, set it up to me where even if you trusted anybody, that trust is now broken because you probably had to kill off the person you trusted the most. And then just the sheer brutality of the games, because Squid Game, the final game, if more than two people had played that game, And even if you had four, there could have been two people on offense, two people on defense. So two people on offense could have won, but you guys took out and pitted everybody against each other such that I agree. I don't think there could have been more than one person that survived either, but overarching final thoughts for me is to your point, the commentary on humanity broke my heart because I do think that there are so many levels of this in reality. And I do think that there is a possibility of things like this existing. And what does that say about us? Like, I've heard so many times that we're both God-fearing people that, you know, humans are the worst creation that God has ever made. And that Ah! is just Ah! devastating, devastating Ah! every time. But then you watch things like this and you're like, "Um, you know, we, we don't necessarily do what is in the best interest not only of other humans but also sometimes the best interest of ourselves you know so yeah it's just hard sometimes these are hard pills and lessons to swallow I know it's just entertainment but But there's reality in it
0: actually I I actually never heard that comment before so I literally (laughs)
1: heard that so many times
0: but then the other part too is um so to the point I was making earlier about like when I watch a show I like to have I like to be immersed in it and I have all types of emotions and I talked about you know buckling in for a wild a wild ride but it really made me do some critical thinking of like what would I do if I were in that situation and yeah. when a show is able to do that that's how I know it, it's well done you know
1: So I was going to say as a final point to that, that yes, that's why I think it got even the B minus that it got for me is that clearly it's a great show if it's making us think this deeply. And then I read afterwards that the creator went through a very hard time financially himself. And that's where this concept kind of came from. Mm -hmm. And it made him wonder what he would do Mm -hmm. in this scenario. So not to be you know super dark with it it was it was entertaining as hell obviously and that's why it's been so popular
0: and so, he ain't broke no more
1: well he said he's not as rich as he as as the the players in squid game who won would have won the cash prize so netflix hopefully his season two deals a little bit sweeter than his season one was so and all of his projects are on
0: netflix now too
1: Let's move into Hidden Gems, guys, because that is it for our recap of Squid Game. What you got for Hidden Gems this week,
0: Delora? I have one gem this week. It is a new sitcom on Netflix. So Netflix is getting a lot of play today. Uh, It's called Pretty Smart. Uh, It's starring Emily Osment. Um, You know her from Young and Hungry. She's also the sister. Of, um, I see bad people. Anyway, um, and then of course from the generation uh, who watched Hannah Montana, she was the best friend. Uh, basically, a book smart Chelsea moves in with her sister in LA and her roommates. And her roommates are stereotypical LA people. One is an influencer. One is a trainer with a really hot body, but not very bright. Um, One is actually quite intelligent, a lawyer turned like spiritual healer, (laughs) and then her sister is just, you know, pretty dizzy blonde girl, Um, but basically it's like a Harvard educated woman from the East Coast moving to West Coast with a lot of quote unquote hippies and uh, seeing how she survived. And it's a lot of fun. Of course, there's a love triangle, um, but I watched it literally in a day and it was a lot of fun. So if you want a light watch, you want uh, to watch good looking people and have a good laugh, it's it's something to watch, pretty smart. What All right. You,
1: Especially following Squid Game. All right, my two this week. My first one is called Breaking News in Yuba County. This is on Hulu. This is a really offbeat comedy that
0: I I
1: hadn't either was is a 2021 film starring Allison Janney, surprisingly stacked cast, Regina Hall, Mila Kunis, Wanda Sykes, Samira Wiley. Like I just wasn't expecting it. And the premise is a woman kind of gains some level of fame after her husband goes missing so I don't want to give any spoilers there's more to it than that but it was a interesting offbeat comedy that I just enjoyed as a quick watch on Hulu so check that out breaking news in Yuba County my second I realized I haven't mentioned which I'm shocked because I loved it Savage by Fenty volume three on Amazon guys this is my favorite of her shows thus far the music and the choreography were insane as were the concept individuals the visuals with performances by folks like Normani, Jasmine Sullivan, Ricky Martin, and Nas. It was spectacular. I cannot mm. wait to see what she does with her next show. She's like, I know we got to make good. it bigger and better every time. And I'm like, girl, you really outdid but yourself your with this one. 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 Oh, this is absolute like hit. Hey, when I tell you I got so into it, I was like, I'm about to watch this again. And yeah. then he played uh, Remy Ma It in it, which I didn't even remember this song. Yeah. And I listened to this song still on repeat right now because of how much yes. I loved it in the inclusion of the show so yeah. not that the song itself isn't a bop because it is I'm just saying it's oh, old at this yeah, point
0: absolutely a <laughs> yeah
1: so yeah that's Savage by Fenty volume three the other two volumes are on Amazon as well but check that out if you haven't and guys that is it for us today I know we ran a little long, but you know there was a lot to discuss with Squid Game so we hope you enjoyed I mean-
0: It's the number one show. Exactly. We
1: had to give it its it's due justice. So we'll see you next time for Headlines and Hot Topics. Guys, enjoy yourself. Be blessed. We'll see you then. Take care. Bye.